Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of John, and we're in chapter 8. And like we discussed last time, the first portion of John chapter 8 was not in the very earliest translations of the Bible. However, um, the historians refer back to it as far as AD 100, and so it is included today in the Gospel of John. And it begins, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him. He sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? So here they are setting Jesus up because they know that there's not a right answer in this case. They know that if Jesus says the woman should be stoned, then he's not showing any mercy. And um, they also know if he does say that she should be stoned, therefore he's sentencing her to death. And that's actually prohibited by the Romans at the time. So it's really a matter of they think Jesus is not going to have the correct answer. Another thing to note about this is that adultery is something that obviously involves two people. And in this case, they only bring the woman to present before Jesus. So it says they were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger, which is very interesting to me. It doesn't say what he was writing or for how long. But clearly he pauses before he responds to them. So it says, when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, if any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. So what he does is expose everyone there except for himself as being a sinner. Therefore, he says, if any of you haven't sinned, then you are free to condemn her for her sin. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. So he didn't condone her sin. He just didn't condemn her for it. And he called her actually away from that sin and told her to go towards life instead of death. That ends the section that is separate in this gospel. And so now we pick up in verse 12 with the validity of Jesus's testimony. And this is one of the I am statements. This is something that Jesus is referring specifically to what God spoke in Exodus 3, verse 14, when Moses was asking who God was. It says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. You remember from Exodus, when Moses asked the Lord who he was, he responded, I am that I am. So Jesus says, I am 
the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you have no idea where I came from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are right because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two men is valid. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Then they asked him, where is your father? You do not know me or my father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while teaching in the temple area near the place where the offerings were put. Yet no one seized him because his time had not yet come. Once more, Jesus said to them, I am going away and you will look for me and you will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. This made the Jews ask, will he kill himself? Is that why he says where I go, you cannot come? But he continued, you are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am the one I claim to be, you will indeed die in your sins. Who are you? They asked. Just what I have been claiming all along, Jesus replied. I have much to say in judgment of you, but he who sent me is reliable, and what I have heard from him I tell the world. They did not understand that he was telling them about his father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the son of man, then you will know that I am the one I claim to be and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the father has taught me. And of course, he means lifted up on the cross, which is exactly what we spoke about in chapter three in regard to the snake being lifted up in the desert that took away death, Jesus takes our sin upon himself and takes away death, which is why he says here, when you have lifted up the son of man, then you will know. So he says, the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Even as he spoke, many put their faith in him. Now, the next section is entitled The Children of Abraham. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So here the Jewish people may have been confused. Maybe they were thinking freedom from slavery like in Egypt or freedom from the Romans at the time who were oppressing them. But Jesus is speaking about being set free of our sin, just like the woman in the beginning of the chapter. When we know the truth, the truth of who he is and what he has done for us, only then will we be free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? 
Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in a family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are ready to kill me because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the father's presence, and you do what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus said, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the things your own father does. But they protested, we are not illegitimate children. The only father we have is God himself. But Jesus says to them, if God were your father, you would love me for I came from God and now am here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? I am telling the truth. Why don't you believe me? He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. So Jesus is bringing clarity to understanding that these people, as he calls them, are the children of the devil, which is what that section was entitled. And what's interesting is he gives us this little insight as to who he knows the devil to be, a murderer from the beginning, a liar from the beginning. Jesus says that when the devil speaks, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. That gives us some insight as to how to overcome the evil one. The next part of this chapter is entitled, The Claims of Jesus About Himself. The Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I am not possessed by a demon, Jesus said, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it and he is the judge. I tell you the truth, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. At this, the Jews exclaimed, now we know that you are demon-possessed. Abraham died and so did the prophets, yet you say that anyone who keeps your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you, but I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old, the Jews said. And you say you have seen Abraham? Of course, they don't understand that Jesus 
is from the beginning. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself slipping away from the temple grounds. Again, this is a reference to Exodus 3.14. Jesus says, before Abraham was born, I am declaring so that it would not be missed that he was saying, I am the son of God. I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. Before Abraham was born, I am. To make sure they did not miss the reference to I am that I am. And that ends John chapter 8. We will pick up next time in chapter 9.